Welcome to Chasing Spirituality, a podcast for people looking to expand their consciousness, raise their vibration, and learn more about a variety of spiritual topics. I'm your host, Maggie, and each episode will give you insight into something different in the spiritual world. Crystals, aliens, witchcraft, ghosts, energetic healing and different healing modalities, manifestation, past lives, plant medicine, shadow work, and much more. There will be solo episodes, I'll interview guests, and we'll even have an occasional story time. Don't forget to follow me on social media so you can get access to insights, tips and tricks, new products, events, and more. I'm so excited to share this magic with you. So let's get started. Hey guys, today I'm going to be talking about the masculine and the feminine divine energies. As more particularly, we're going to be talking about the wounded or the toxic masculine and the wounded or toxic feminine energies, as well as what the divine energies look like. And I did an episode on these energies back in season one. I believe this was uh, episode 17. So if this really resonates with you, you can always go back and listen to that episode as well. Some of the material may be similar, but it will also be different because that was recorded quite some time ago and I have grown and evolved and changed and just like we're all supposed to do, which is why I wanted to do another episode touching on this topic. So just to get started, when I say masculine, that does not mean man. And when I say feminine, that does not mean woman. And I talk a lot about this in that other episode. So I'm not going to go into that that much in this episode. However, I will just say that everyone and everything in the universe is made up of divine masculine and divine feminine energies. It has absolutely nothing to do with your gender or what you identify as. So with that being said, we'll move on to talk about what are these energies and what um, characteristics do they have and what can we do to balance these energies but since they're in us, we have both, even if I identify more as a woman or I consider myself to be a female or I have female parts or, you know, whatever, um, I still have both of these energies. And in fact, most of the time, most of the people that I talk to, when we kind of talk about which energy they gravitate towards more naturally, it really doesn't have anything to do with their gender at all. And we can talk about that a little bit more when we start talking about the qualities and the characteristics. So the masculine energy is the container or the space that holds energy. That's what the masculine energy is as a whole. Um, It can also be defined as consciousness. So 
if you don't really like to use the terms masculine and feminine, I don't really blame you because of the way that they're viewed um, in society. You could refer to the masculine energy as consciousness because it is the space that holds reality. It is the space that holds the energy. Whereas the divine feminine is the energy. It is flowing. It is ever-changing. It is intuition. It is that just energetic connection, that energy that is in everything. Whereas, again, the masculine is the container for that. So, the masculine, divine masculine energy is supposed to be a very safe place. This looks like um, leadership qualities. This looks like um, holding space. This looks like execution of ideas and thoughts and taking action. But when we tend to become too much in our masculine or we have um, a wounded masculine energy, then it becomes, it becomes toxic. So then it looks like pushing and hustling, grinding, um, forcing things. It's that um, never surrendering, not trusting, that hypervigilant state. And this may sound very familiar because most of society is it operates this way. It operates from the wounded masculine. And that's why we see this, especially in the United States and especially in a lot of other countries that have, you know, more masculine principles and more masculine leadership. They have shunned the divine feminine so now they're operating from the toxic masculine. And it, it looks similar to some of the traits of the to toxic feminine. So we'll get in that in a minute. But it is that um, we have to constantly go, go, go. It's, you know, never being able to stop and slow down and trust and surrender. We have to do everything ourselves. We have to make things happen. We have to you know just achieve 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 and we're all guilty of this because you know it's just how we've been raised it's how we've been brought up it's ingrained in us and no matter how hard we try we're never going to be completely balanced a hundred percent of the time now that is the goal the goal is balance and in my opinion you know balance is one of the most important lessons of humanity it is one of the most um spiritual things that we can do and one of the, mo the most healing things that is part of our journey because if you think about it everything in existence everything in the universe is all about balance it's all about finding balance between all of these different polarities and you'll see this and you'll hear about this in so many different religions and cultures and spirituality across 
the world, the balance between the masculine and the feminine, the balance between the yin and the yang, the balance between, you know, heaven and earth or the astral and the physical consciousness and the physical reality, um, positive and negative. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And when we look at our lives, we can easily see when things are out of balance. However, a lot of times we don't care. We don't care that they're out of balance because that's how we've been told to, that we're supposed to operate. That's how we've been taught that things are supposed to be. So, you know, this may change a little bit from, from culture to, to culture, from society to another society, from one household to another household. But overall, we can see the different ways that we have been shaped to accept such imbalances. A prime example of this is work life versus home life. We can see that, you know, many, many years ago, it was very normal for the mother to be a stay-at-home mom, to provide for her family, to raise the children, cook, clean, whereas the man, and again, this is, you know, years and years and years ago, just obviously, I do not condone, you know, a woman being the stay-at-home mom and the man going to work so this is you know talking about like the 50s the 60s even before that this is just how society worked and the father the man would go to work every day and would be there all day and would come home and not really have much to do with his family to be honest um most of the time he would come home and eat a delicious meal that was provided from his wife. Maybe, you know, kick back and relax for a little bit, watch some TV, and go to bed. So, to me, and to most people, that is very, very imbalanced. And that has changed over time. But because that type of household was taught to and shown to their children, then that child has certain wounded aspects by growing up in that kind of environment that was so, so imbalanced. That's when we get to kind of the next generation, where the next generation started instead being like, well, both parents want to work. Women want equal rights. Women don't want to be the only, you know, people that have to stay at home and provide for their family. So then we got to where mom and dad were going to work and child was left at home alone by themselves to maybe do chores, clean up for themselves after themselves, maybe clean up the house, do the laundry, uh, cook dinner for themselves, maybe even raise other younger siblings and didn't get much time with parents at all. So then that caused the next generation where, well, we want more work-life balance. We want to have, you know, time where we go to work and time where we're at home, spending time with our families or doing, you know, things with ourselves, um, going out on vacation. 
and we started to be able to see that incorporated more into society. And now we're seeing where people are starting to rebel against the 40-hour work week. We're starting to really ask for more vacation time and more time off. The normal standard working hours, especially for a capitalist society that is all about push, 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 and demand is starting to deteriorate. Now, we still have a long way to go, uh, and I'm not blind to that, but COVID really changed the views of a lot of people. There are many companies now that are converting to... There are many companies now that are converting to working from home or at least allowing their employees to work from home part of the time because there's so many people that are now saying, we want more. We want more balance between the things that we love and the things that we do for money, the things that we do to support our family. And there's even more people that are, you know, changing jobs and changing careers last minute because they realize that they're not happy where they're at. So we're starting to see little changes like that that really is um, driving us more towards balance. Balance between, you know, what we love and what we just feel is responsibility or what we just feel is our duty. And you can see this in other aspects of life as well. Um, Other than just home life versus work life, there's always something that we can look at and see that from time to time, it's just not quite as balanced as it needs to be. And sometimes this is a good thing. Sometimes we really need to step into that um, divine masculine a little bit more than we need the feminine. And sometimes we need to step into our divine feminine a little bit more than we need to, to step into that masculine. And that's okay. You're going to go back and forth. But when it comes to, you know, the end of the day, the end of the week, when you don't need that energy anymore, or when you're realizing that you may be, you know, pushing towards one a little too strongly for a little too long, and it may be turning more toxic, or it may be becoming more of that wounded masculine or that wounded feminine, that's when you want to recenter. That's when you want to say, okay, where am I at? Where can I find balance? So the toxic masculine, like I said, it's very, it's all about pushing, pushing, pushing. It's not trusting, not surrendering, not going with the flow. It's very egoic. It's very controlling and inflexible. So one way you can really identify when you are not balanced and you may be um, stepping too far into the wounded masculine is to ask yourself, how are you with control? Are you very controlling? And how do you feel when you can't control a situation? Or whenever you lose control or something changes? How are you with change? Are you accepting of change? Or does it really, really affect you and maybe really trigger you? Um, Because... You know, those are all all signs of the wounded masculine. Now, the wounded feminine is very similar. Some of the traits can really kind of 
across and mix mix up. So keep that in mind when you're evaluating. And really the balancing techniques are the same for both. So whether you're falling too much into the wounded masculine or the wounded feminine, the techniques are going to be the same to bring you back to alignment. But the wounded feminine is a lot of times it's not having any follow through, not being able to execute your ideas, uh, your plans. You may have these ideas. This is a really common one for, um, for a lot of people that tend to fall more into the wounded feminine when they're tapping into that feminine energy, myself included is you'll have a creative idea or you'll be inspired and you may have tons and tons of creative ideas, but you never act on them. Or you may act on them a little bit, but there's never any any finish. And that's because we are not tapping back into that masculine. We need that that masculine energy to help us push through and finally execute and get things done and take that action toxic um, or wounded feminine energy is also not having boundaries this is another big one that I've seen um, in my life as well as other women and other people that identify with the feminine in my life is is boundaries it's not feeling safe it's unable to receive so that again is very similar to that to that masculine, that uh, wounded masculine of not being able to surrender and not trusting. That is also um, an aspect of the wounded feminine as well. You're unable to receive. You're very, very rigid and not able to, to trust and surrender to, to what is and to the universe. And I see this a lot with people is, you know, what they want to do is they want to force things they want to push 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 force 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 we're gonna make it happen make it happen make it happen and then they never stop to slow down and just surrender they never stop to just let it happen and if that sounds like you and you're wondering well why do my manifestations never work or why am I never able to get the things that I want it's probably because you're not giving yourself the time to trust the universe and surrender and surrender is not the same as giving up there they may feel the same especially if you're in that in that toxic state and that wounded energy but they're not the same and you have to remind yourself that it's okay to slow down and it's okay to just wait and accept that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to. And I'm very guilty of this. I am constantly in my masculine and I have to pull myself back into the feminine. And then a lot of times when I'm in my feminine, I'm the one that's got the creative ideas, but I don't have any execution. So I do. I fall um, back and forth a lot. It's like, um, it's like the Libra scales, you know, um, you want to try to strive to that balance because that's when you're going to be at your best self. That's when you're going to be in alignment. That's when you're going to be able to tap into that intuition and that creativity and that inspiration from the divine feminine. But 
also be able to tap into that divine masculine so that you can follow through with it and you can make things happen and you can go you know follow through with those creations and I mean I know like for me personally I, I sway back and forth I, I do and it's okay it's just you need to be aware of it aware when you're falling too far to one side that way you can bring it back bring it back neutralize it and get back in alignment so you can make things really happen the divine feminine in, in you know it is the energy so it is intuition it's very fluid it's like water it's very flowing and it's always changing it's that creative energy that in spot in that this that inspirations that spark inside of us and we need that we definitely need that we need to use that if we're not inspired but we're taking action if we're not um trusting ourselves and trusting our intuition but we're continuing to push and push and hustle and hustle that's going to lead to burnout you know like nobody wants to continue doing something constantly if they're not inspired if they're not enjoying it and if that's what you're doing then you're just going to push yourself until you eventually spiral down the drain so you want to wait for the intuition wait for the guidance for the spark the creative energy the inspiration to come to you and and guide you and then once you have it you allow that to flow through you and you act on it you create it you push to an extent you execute you follow through and then you just accept it and you just trust and allow the rest so it really it this is i mean it depends on what the inspiration is you know um obviously if you get an idea to do something that is exciting it, it sounds very fun it sounds um divinely guided then you're going to want to also tap into that masculine energy to execute and to make it happen. But if it's more of something that's like a guidance thing and you just receive, you know, an intuitive download or you receive some kind of guidance, then depending on what the guidance is, you may not need that masculine energy quite yet. It depends on how the guidance was. If the guidance was very clear and told you what you needed to do, then, you know, once you get that inspired idea, then you can follow through with inspired action. But sometimes we just have to wait. And that's very hard to do if we are in the wounded masculine because the wounded masculine wants to be hypervigilant and controlling. So... Also pay attention to when it's not really time to act yet. You may still need to slow down and just kind of go with the flow and just trust and allow. And also if you're in a action state and you're doing things and they're not working for you, whatever that may be, 
maybe, you know, it's your, your job or, you know, your, your career, your business, um, a relationship, if things are not working out, maybe you are forcing Maybe you're pushing and trying too hard. And if you're pushing and trying too hard, you're never going to be able to slow down enough to where you can allow the blessings. You can allow the intuition and the energy and the flow to come back to you. And if that doesn't really resonate with you and your situation, it could also be a sign of redirection. Sometimes when things are not working out for us, it's because the universe or source is trying to guide us in another direction. But if you're constantly in the wounded masculine and you're hustling and grinding and pushing and forcing, you're not slowing down enough to receive that guidance. So you wouldn't know. And if things are not working in out the way you expect them to or they just don't seem to be going in your favor that's probably a sign that you just need to slow down. Not give up, but just slow down and see what happens. Trust and allow that if this is what is meant for you, if this is what the universe is, you know, wanting to provide for you, if this is what is in alignment with your best self and with your highest self and with your soul, then it will happen. But you have to allow it first. And a lot of people that are in the wounded feminine do not allow. This is so, so common. If you have a hard time letting people do things for you. If you have a hard time um, letting people give you things. Letting people help you. Um, anything of that kind of nature then I can promise you, you have moments where you are in the wounded feminine because you're not allowing. And you have to ask yourself, you know, why? Why is it so hard for you to let someone do something for you? To let someone do something nice for you? To let someone help you? And then ask yourself, you know, would you do those things for, for the people that you love? Do you feel guilty or shame when you do things for other people, when you help them, when you support them, when you do things for them, buy things for them, whatever it may be? Or do you do it because you want to? Do you do it because you've been guided to or you just find some kind of satisfaction, some kind of joy? More than likely, that's why you're doing it. And... More than likely, that's why they're doing it. And if you can't allow the people that you love to support you and the people that you love to do things for you and be there for you and give things to you, then you're definitely not going to let the universe. So that's the sign that you're just not really allowing yourself to receive and you have to get into a state where you are comfortable allowing yourself to receive. And another thing is definitely don't do things if you don't feel like doing them. 
don't keep pushing yourself to post on Instagram because you need to promote your business. Don't keep pushing yourself to work on this project when you are just not inspired or you're just not feeling it. Don't keep pushing yourself to keep working towards a business because you've are you've been working in that business for the last five years. If you're not feeling it, then don't do it because you're going to be led to burnout and it's going to put you in that wounded masculine where you're just going to be pushing and grinding and not actually feeling inspired or feeling that creative spark and again like I mentioned you know if if you're not feeling inspired if you're not feeling that spark if you feel like you are just going through the motions you know don't beat yourself up don't feel bad about it we all get to that point but that's a sign that it's not in alignment with you right now it doesn't mean that it it will never, you know, never be in alignment with you. It just means that you, you know, maybe you just need a break. Maybe you just need to reset. Maybe you just need to rest. And then maybe it's something that you can come back to later when you are inspired, when you are feeling it again, when it is in alignment with your soul. But it also may not be part of your journey anymore. We're meant to change. We're meant to, you know, to do things differently. We're, we are energy. We are energetic beings. Energy is always flowing, always changing. So these, this is what you're meant to do. And a lot of times we get stuck in these patterns where we have done something a certain way or we've been something our entire lives or we went to school to become this, you know, person or work in this field. So we think, well, we have to do that for the rest of our lives. Well, no, you, you don't. Just because you went to school doesn't mean that you have to do that for the rest of your life. Your life isn't over today. Your life isn't over tomorrow. But the only ma moment that matters is in the present. So if you went to school to be a teacher... And you're just not feeling inspired by teaching. Then don't teach. You still have that degree. You still have that experience. So if you ever feel called or guided to go back to teaching, you can. But that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that you are. We get so attached to these labels and to these constructs that we have put and built around ourselves that we limit ourselves and we hold ourselves back but I'm asking you to step outside of that container and let it fall away even if it's just temporary because your career does not define you it is simply just something that you have done but you are not truly just a teacher or just an accountant or just 
a doctor, a lawyer, a mechanic. That is just a title or a label that you have adopted. And we can drop and change titles daily. I mean, think about some labels that you had five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Do you still have every single one of those titles and labels? Probably not. So don't feel like you are forced to stay in a situation because it's what you're comfortable with or it's what you're used to or because you went to school for it and you spent money on it. You know, there'll be more money later. You can go to school again. There's always options. So, one way you can always tell if... You can always tell if you're listening to your soul and your purpose and your true higher self. Or if you're listening to your ego and your fear. Is to ask yourself, what what are your excuses Because we all have intuition. All of us. We all are able to access and tap into our higher selves and tap into the guidance from from source. But not all of us listen to that guidance. Not all of us take that advice. And... One of the main ways that you can identify between what is the guidance, what is the intuition, what is the, the purpose, what is my soul calling versus what is my fear, what is my ego, is look at the excuses that you tell yourself. If you're thinking about quitting your job and you have... Um, a intuitive feeling or you just have a gut or you just have a feeling I mean you just you're just thinking to yourself I'm not happy anymore I'm not happy you know being an accountant I'm not happy you know cleaning people's teeth every day anymore you know like it's okay to have those feelings honor those feelings and then ask yourself okay well What's next then? What would I be happy doing? What does give me inspiration? What does make me feel happy? And if you don't know, that's okay too. That just means it's a, it's time for you to explore. It's time for you to ask for guidance from the universe, from your, your angels and your gods. And then you just wait and wait for that um, synchronicity because something will come up and then once it does once you have an inkling or a feeling of what you should do where you should go how you should proceed then listen to the excuses that come up most of them will be fear-based and most of them you can really, um, if you really think about it and you really start asking yourself the questions, 
you can trace them to what you're truly afraid of. And I'll give you an example of this, you know, um, from myself. When I changed jobs about a year ago, um, and I wasn't, it wasn't really a career change. The career was pretty similar, but the companies were very different. And the company that I had been at, I had been out for four years. I was very, very comfortable there. It was close to my house. Um, I knew everybody. It was a much smaller company. I was very um, well known there. The pay was not as good, as, especially as the company that I'm at now. But also, um, I had some issues with the people that I worked with. Nothing major, but enough to where I realized I was around people that I didn't really like. Um, they were not the best for me. We had very uh, differences in opinions and things of that nature. I won't go too far into that. Well, out of nowhere, not even trying, I got a job offer. Um, I was contacted by a recruiter. I went, I followed through and went through all the steps because the company that reached out to me is a very, very good company. And I was like, well, I would be stupid not to at least entertain it. And to be completely honest with you, I did not try. I mean, not really. In my interview, I had several interviews because they're a very, very selective company. They, um are very, very strict in their hiring process. They want to make sure that they hire the right kind of people. And so in my interviews, I wasn't like obnoxious and rude or anything crazy, but like I was definitely myself a hundred percent. I wasn't fake. I didn't try to put on my best face and act any kind of, you know, superficial way that most people act when they, you know, meet people in a professional setting and you know just things like that like I was definitely very real very authentic and very just straight up honest especially about um my work history because the role that I was interviewing for was a bit out of my my job description to be honest I was I worked in a similar field but the job was a lot more advanced. Most of the people that have this job actually have a degree to do this type of work, and I do not. And so I entertained it. I went through, you know, the, the interview process, and I got the job. Like, they offered me the job. But the entire time I went through this process, I was panicked. I was so nervous and part of me was even saying like I hope that they do not offer me this job because I was so afraid of change. I was so afraid to leave what I was comfortable doing. Even though I would be making more money, I would be working for a company that is way more aligned with my values that, you know, care about their employees and offer things that a lot of other companies don't I would have great benefits just all kinds of amazing benefits and perks and I'm over here hyperventilating because I think they may offer me a good job 
my husband's looking at me like, you are insane. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, if you don't take this job, like I will. And it was, it was all excuses. And I kept, you know, I kept making up excuses. You know, well, the drive is further. I don't want to have to drive that far. I don't want to be stuck in traffic every day. Um, you know, what if something happens to the kids and I need to get, make it home, you know, quickly so that I can take them to the doctor, or get them off the bus and all this crazy stuff. And a lot of those fears immediately, like, it's crazy now when I think about it because the universe was like so in my face, like this is the right move. This is the right answer. But I'm still sitting over there like, universe, can you please give me a sign? Is this the right move? <laughs> but now like now that I look back on it, I realize like how crazy my ego was trying to convince me that I was in danger, trying to convince me that I should be afraid. Like I, I had, like I said, the the fears of you know what happens if something happens to the kids and I need to make it home because I was going from like a ten minute commute to like a forty minute commute, and you know so like things like that, and then things with the dogs. So like you know I have two fur babies and they are the love of my life. So like thinking about them and thinking about you know. What if I need to get, you know, go home and let them out and, you know, just things like that kept coming up. Um, and they were just excuses. So what the universe did was the universe provided my husband with a stay at home job. Like he got to work from home. So it's like, okay, well, does this answer your question? Like, are you still afraid now? And so then obviously, you know ego is gonna throw some other fears at you so I start thinking okay well what if I don't like the people that I work with what if I you know um don't like the job what if it's too much for me what if it's too stressful what if um I'm not smart enough to you know, understand and be able to do the job? What if it's too hard for me? Because, I mean, so, you know, some of these fears were definitely, you know, more fears about myself and my capabilities because the job was, like I said, it's a lot more advanced than what I was currently doing. But that's really just work that I needed to do on myself and work that I need to learn to have more compassion for myself and trust myself and trust my abilities and know that I'm capable of doing so much more than what I give myself credit for because you know long story short I ended up taking the job and I excelled so well and I'm not you know I'm definitely not trying to boast and, and brag or anything crazy like that it's just again like the universe showing me like this is what happens when you can just trust, but I did so well at the job when I got hired that they decided to fast track me in my hiring process, um, which is not something that they do normally, but they decided to fast track me and I was promoted to the next level in under a year. Um, I got, I started in April 
and I got promoted in January. So, um, all of these things that I was afraid of, of, you know, failure and afraid that I wouldn't succeed and afraid that I wouldn't like the job. I wouldn't like the people I work with, you know, other things that I kept telling myself is you don't really like the people you work with now. I mean, you deal with them and you tolerate them, but as far as like actually like liking them and like, would you want to hang out with them outside of work? No, like at least most of them anyways, I wouldn't say all of them, but there was definitely like some toxic behaviors going on in the office. There was one my manager in particular was probably the the biggest um, issue that I had there. And, you know, she was very, very, um, very, very toxic. She was racist. She was um, very obnoxious to an extreme. And these are just things that I'm not okay with. And... So I kept telling myself when that would come up, it's like, well, you know, you're not really in the ideal situation now. You've just learned to tolerate it. And so I ended up taking the job. And even though I was scared and I was afraid, um, it's proven to be such a amazing growth opportunity for me. I have learned to be more confident in myself and in my abilities and trust myself more. And I've also learned that everything happens for a reason and you are always divinely supported. So when it comes to really trusting yourself and trusting your intuition, look at your excuses and talk to that part of yourself coach that part of yourself, reparent that part of yourself, hold space and have compassion and ask yourself, you know, well, what are you afraid of? And then talk it through because the ego is afraid of everything. The ego is always going to give you something to be afraid of. The ego resists change. The ego doesn't want to change because the ego fears the unknown. And I've talked about this in some of my other episodes. Um, I think I have an episode on on fear and it's it's all ego ego is afraid of what it doesn't know so if you're looking at making a big change you're looking at you know maybe changing careers or moving um, moving to a unfamiliar area to a new state looking at changing um, you know lifestyles um, religions um, partnerships whatever it may be fear is gonna come up it will. It's inevitable. But you had the divine guided intuitive message first. So look at that and then just question the fears. Question the excuses. Because fears and triggers are the best way to heal. They are a roadmap to show us where our wounds are. They are a map to show us what we can work on and what we can heal next. So 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you learned a little bit more about the masculine and the feminine and how you can find balance and um, some ways that you can, you know, find balance between those energies is obviously awareness and asking yourself questions and inquiring and slowing down like we talked about, but also just mindful practices meditation, yoga, things of this nature, going out in nature, uh, slowing down, um, being mindful, looking for inspiration, doing something creative, getting into your body. All of these are great tools that are amazing in all aspects of our mind, body, spirit healing, but they'll also help you find balance. So get out there and be the best version of yourself, find balance, and question your fears because they're not truly you. Did you enjoy that episode? Great. Make sure you share it with someone you love. It would really mean a lot to me if you would take the time to rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. I would love to connect with you. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. And if you want to find out more about me and what I do, check out my website, www.chasingspirituality.com. I hope your day is full of magic. Until next time. Wait, before you go, I want to share how you can receive a free reading with me. Listeners of the podcast, if you go and leave me a review on Apple and then send me that review to ChasingSpirituality.com, you can get a chance to win a free reading of your choice. This can be psychic or mediumship. Once a month, I will choose one of the listeners to receive the reading. And I won't pull your name out of the drawing until you're chosen. This will help the podcast grow, but will also allow me to give back to my listeners. Hope to hear from you soon.